Well, the offseason is here, and my number one request for the Celtics, the thing they've got to do before they do anything else, get everybody together, get on the same page. I'm going to explain that all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day, even now, still rolling. Now it's the off season. Oh, God, that, mm, that hit me right, right in the pancreas, right there. It just off season. That's I didn't expect that for a couple of weeks, but here we are, off season, re uh reevaluating things. So first things first, let me just say, um, I know a lot of people after the season's over say, thank you. That's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. But this podcast goes five days a week, all through June, all through July. And then August and September, we might go back to three a little bit, depending on how things go, but always, always on the ready. And then before you know it, October's here, media days at the end of September, back to five days a week. So Make sure you're subscribed because I am still going strong with podcasts all the time. I'm John Corrales. I used to play. Now I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. And today we're starting our first look back. And the overarching theme is, for me, this team needs to get on the same page and that's this whole the, the way it's built versus the way they play, uh, the the all everything. And I'm going to bring Tom Westerholm in to talk about it. just a second. First today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com/slash/LockedOn today to get started. Tom Westerholm, Tom underscore NBA, the league in which the Celtics play. What a coincidence that you have that Twitter handle and with Tom underscore NBA and you actually cover the NBA. That's, you know, can I, can I, can I take one second here? It's the, it's the off season now. Can I take one second to ask locked on Celtics people for a favor? Um, Elon Musk will not let, like I, I'm blaming it personally on him that I don't have access to my Twitter account right now. Hey. People like tweet at him and say, Hey, get Tom underscore NBA, his Twitter account back because I haven't been able to log in for quite some time and I've got a trouble ticket and this is my Karen moment for the first 20 seconds. I want to speak <laughs> to a manager. <laughs> Tom, which trust is very me. difficult on Twitter.com right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are no managers left. This is the wild <laughs> west. This is kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah, there's, there's, there are no rules. Anymore. I'm fine. A couple of people have DM'd me and been like, "Hey, are you all right?" Like, I haven't seen you tweeting. Yeah. I'm good. Um, and I can see your your DMs via my email, but I can't respond to them because I can't get into my Twitter hmm. account. So, all right, so. free Tom underscore NBA. <laughs> yeah, free me. <laughs> uh, free let's... underscore NBA. All right, I'm done. No, you're done. You finished. You yes. ready? Yeah. Tom, this is serious business. Yeah, we have yeah, to figure yeah. out what's wrong with this team. 
<laughs> um, all right. Uh, so out, out of these games, out of this playoffs, I say it's pretty clear. The one thing that has kind of emerged, and it's funny, it takes hindsight. It takes the result to figure out what matters and what doesn't. Because if they won a championship, there's certain things you go, well, it didn't matter because they won a championship. So it didn't matter if this guy felt this way or this. You win and you can erase a lot of this stuff. You lose, especially in the, this fashion, you go, all right, now this matters a lot more because it prevented the Celtics from winning a championship. So my my overarching take, these guys need to get on the same page. And I feel like from the beginning, starting with Ime Udoka being suspended, that kicked the team and the players and the coach kind of off the same page and listening to the guys talk after the game about, yeah, we got away from our defense. We need to get back to our defense. And you go back to when uh, Joe started Rob against the Sixers and they were like, oh, yeah, we were waiting for this. And, you know, you just hear right, these right. things. It's like the players, I think, kind of wanted certain things. Joe has a certain style he wants to play. Brad Stevens has built a certain kind of team. And I don't think that team is playing the way Brad Stevens wants it to. And so I think all of this leads to this summer of Brad, Joe, I don't expect Joe to go anywhere. The players, the guys who are sticking around and, and look, there's, there are many podcasts coming up about the new CBA and how that's going to impact because we're, we're learning a whole lot more and it's gotten a whole lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> but the guys, everybody who remains and will be here next year, they all have to get, get together, Tom, and get on the same page because Miami, if nothing else, was on the same page, and that's how they won that series. They were on the same page. They all played the exact same way. They were looking for the exact same goal. And it just from Pat Riley to Udonis Haslam, yeah, everybody was on the same page. Yeah, and and like not to get not to get too like hot takey and sort of like the, the toughness, da, da, da. but like <laughs> when, when you look at all the different like the people who kind of write the page, right? You know, the people who kind of establish what should be on the page. You got you know you have Pat Riley, you know who's been around forever and, and, you know, has all, like this, this lengthy history in the NBA and this, you know, kind of intimidating presence about him. You have Eric Spolstra who has maybe more cachet than any coach in the league, not named Greg Popovich, like, uh, like among yeah. players, among, among media, among, you know, his team, other teams, the, the organization, you have Jimmy Butler who like every, like everybody listens to Jimmy Butler. Like you sure. I mean, obviously it's just you just look up and down and and Jimmy Butler's message to everyone is like I'm a superstar you're a superstar we're the best like we're you know like yeah. we're going to we're going to win a championship I don't care what anybody says you know like and like this is all stuff people want to hear but I think it's also very empowering and then you look at like Udonis Haslam like you said like just having that veteran guy on the bench who's like no this is the way things are done and if you don't listen to me like I'm big and scary and I'll like, fight yeah. you you I'll are fight big you. and scary, you Donis Haslam. <laughs> Fair enough. I will do. I yeah, whatever you say. I guess I am a superstar. Sick. Um, <laughs> Can I but, interrupt you to yeah. say that I, in Miami at, at Game uh, Six, I was standing uh, behind the bench during warmups, 
and Udonis Haslam came over to hug Tito Horford, Al Horford's dad. Yeah, yeah. And that was just like, oh my God, this tag team would just like rip through everything. These are the tag team champs right here. Haslam and Tito Horford, two very intimidating individuals. Uh, like, like, like the, the the tag team titans or something. Yeah. Stop, whatever it is, man. Yeah. Those two guys, I'm like, ah, I don't I'm very like yes sir no sir oh, gonna stand <laughs> over here sir <laughs> um yeah so like you know Haslam obviously like you know like he says stuff people listen to him and like that's that's four people who all are on the same page right yeah and who have a ton of cachet with the team just like unbelievable amounts like like if, if they want to give you confidence like they can give you confidence and like I mean, there's a lot to be said for that, man. Like, I, I don't even know, like, how you build that aside from just, like, having a vision and, and being about it for years and years and years. But it's not something you can fake, right? Like, that's that's a... It's built. It's built. And I, I think, you know, if you want... But you want to start building that? I think you're exactly right. You start building that by getting the people who you want to be in place in place for the foreseeable future and getting on the same page. You know, like like getting making it the people who you want establishing your culture and having everybody think the same thing and be on the like headed in the same direction together. So my theory here now extends onto the floor where I think Brad Stevens built a certain kind of team Mm -hmm. and Joe was I think Ime was on board with the offense and then Joe Missoula took over. And he had a different vision for the offense and how it was going to be played. Uh, Let's take a second here. We'll talk about that next because I think that's a huge, huge element of this. First, let's talk about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA Finals because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So uh, you can hop onto FanDuel. It's very easy, very well laid out. Whatever sport you want to get to, but obviously if you're watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, you you can head on over to the NBA side, get tons of options on the NBA Finals. It's super safe and secure. You get paid instantly and there's no better place place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Please, if you're going to bet, please gamble responsibly. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Like I said, all week long, all month long, it's going to be reevaluating what we saw. Where do the Celtics go from here? Later this week, we'll do more on the collective bargaining agreement. I'm telling you, it's it's not pretty, and we got to get through. We did one podcast on this already, but we got to get back to it because there's new information, and I will break it down with you uh, so you know the position the Celtics are in. Bring Tom Westerholm back in here. So, Tom, here, here's how I see, looking back on this season, I saw a team that was built to emulate the 2014 San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. That's Brad Stevens' 
white whale. He's chasing that thing. He wants that so bad, that offense. 0.5 offense. For people who don't understand, you have 0.5, half a second. to You catch and you make your decision in half a second. It's not literally half a second, but the goal is you catch and you determine right away. Quick read. Do I have a shot? Do I pass? Do I dribble? And then you do that, and then you make the next right play, and the next guy gets the ball and makes the same decisions that quickly. The whole point of that offense is quick decisions, quick ball movement, create an advantage, take advantage of that, and score. Wherever you score, the .5 offense is not designated to create any one particular shot. It's created to pull the defense out of position, you know, swing, swing, dribble, dribble, kick, kick, whatever, and defense, somebody's going to screw up. The whole point of it is somebody's going to mess up. And you'd say, that gives me this shot. And you take that shot, you make that shot, you get back, you set your defense, you defend like hell, go back, and you do it again. That's how this team was built. They got they brought in Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White as part of last last year's trade deadline was was part of that. They built a very versatile type of team, shooting all over the place. Then Joe Mazzula gets the job. He wants three-pointers. Yep. He wants an offense that generates a ton of three-pointers. So, yeah, .5, but eh, it's all geared towards he wants not to just bend the defense until it breaks. His whole offense is collapse, expand the defense, collapse it, kick it out, expand, drive, collapse it again, kick out, and that's where you get your shots. So the the boss the original offense is bend, 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 like like I always use the hanger, bend it, bend it, bend it until it breaks. Right, right. The Joe offense is contract, expand, contract, expand, and somewhere in there is going to be a three or maybe a layup, but preferably a three. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, that's fine. But it's not exactly the vision. And then on top of that, you throw in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who aren't really ball movers per se. They are ISO players. The yeah, thing yeah. that they want to do the most is catch, survey, okay, here's where my advantage is. Now I'm going to take my advantage. So they seem to view the offense as, yeah, this is great. We'll pass and we'll move and we'll, you know, but, but, but we're the all NBA players and you passing and moving is great until I get the ball and I have the advantage, in which case I get to make a play. It's three different kind of theories, all kind of in the same sphere, but not on the same page. And this yeah. is where I think Boston needs to get. What are you going to do? Pick one and do it great. But don't don't have the GM and the coach and the players doing three different things. Yeah. And, and uh, so it, there's there's a bunch of different interesting ways to look at that, too. Right. Because like Jalen. You, so you talk about Jalen and Jason and how they're like, yeah, all the ball movement is great until I get it. But and, and I think one of the things that you that you look at with those guys is like what that offense is meant to do is to create an advantage, right? Is to, is to, is to create that 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 ideal situation that you want to have. And I think for Jalen and Jason, 
they get the ball and they they look at you know the situation in front of them they're like oh we did it we created the ideal situation for me like i I can do this and like you know sometimes they're right you know like and it's it's hard to blame two guys who have a ton of confidence deservedly so and have been empowered by the organization deservedly so who then like when they get a small advantage as opposed to kind of the bigger advantage that the team is looking for for saying like oh yeah well i mean sure like could keep moving it but i mean i got Max Struess on me, like I mean, Max Max Struess can't guard me, you know, like and like trying to take advantage of something that might not be there, right? Um, you know, you look at like you look at Missoula and and the way that you know he, he wants all these three pointers, he's like preferably a three pointer, like let's create three pointers. And the thing about that is like it's always defensible, right? Like he always has like you know like the shot quality, uh, you know, like oh like we created great shots, and it's like yeah, you did, but like there wasn't a backup plan for when the you know, the, the, the great shots were created and didn't go in. That's and it's like, it. like and it's like those, those, those little things, those little, like, like everybody's on the same page, sort of like they kind of, they, they see the vision and they're like, Oh yeah, great ball movement. Yeah, definitely. That'll, that'll create the thing. But, but then there's no kind of like fix for when it doesn't do that. So yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. It's like the, the team's in, the team's in such an odd spot that way. Um, but I, I, I do think you're right. I think that like going forward, like this has, this has to be something that that's built, right. They have to like, like we were saying, like this has to be something that kind of, um, you know, comes th- that everybody comes together on. Yeah. And, and, and think the, 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 one of the biggest issues that we saw when the playoffs came around is that, and this happened last year with Emei too. So this is, this is not just the Joe Missoula thing. Y- yeah. Everything went super Tatum heavy in the playoffs. Everything got super, super Tatum heavy. I've talked about this before, where they they now through through the playoffs, they've mostly run everything through the concept of Tatum draws two, create the four on three, try to take advantage of that, and then if you don't, then you just work it back around and see if you can create something. And that's fine. Like, I understand the concept. It makes sense when you say it. Yep. Jason Tatum draws two, and you kick it. You've got Jalen Brown as one of the four on three. That should be buckets all the time to the point where they can't send two, and then Jatum busts his his matchup, and there you go. There's your, there's your 120-something points. But when Jason got the, you know, sprained the ankle, now you're you're plugging Jalen into that role, and Jalen drawing two is not the same. No, and and this is where I I've been saying like yeah I get it. Jason draws two. You can get advantages. You can you can invite the double team. Yes, sure, you can do that from time to time, but I still think the basis of your offense has to be the ball movement, this more egalitarian thing, and lean on the saying I always say, make the right play, the right guys get the right stats. Because the role players on this team know that Tatum and Brown are the guys. So when they get the ball, they're going to shoot the open shot. Derek White, all those guys, Grant, they'll shoot the open shot for sure. But if they have the option of, Hey, my shot's kind of like, mm, yeah, okay. But oh, there's Tatum cutting. 
Well, they're going to get the ball to Tatum. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Oh, there's Jalen baseline. Let's get the ball to Jalen. Those guys are going to get their shots. They just have to trust. And that's the one thing that being on the same page kind of fosters yeah. trust when everybody knows what what's next then you can trust each other it's 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 like actors reading a script if i'm reading a script and i know you know your lines i trust you to act out that scene i can i can lean into my reactions i can lean into my acting and turn around and like react to what you because i know this is the thing when you don't trust your teammates fully they trust each other but like when you don't really fully trust and, and like show it on the court, then you're not going to get that cohesiveness. So when Tatum goes down with the sprained ankle, what should have been able to happen was, okay, Tatum's, Tatum's kind of limited. What we're going to do is Al is off the floor. We're going to go small, but with Tatum in Al's spot, Tatum, you are now Al Horford. Okay. The limited big guy who can shoot. And that's the role that you're going to be in. And we're going to run the rest of the offense kind of as normal, but you now have that role and just do it as best you can or something to that effect, right? Like you should be able to kind of like work that together if you're all on the same page. I, g- I generally agree. I, I will say that's a lot easier when Malcolm Brogdon isn't like his elbow isn't hanging on by sure. a single hand. Yes. You know, like that yes. makes things complicated too. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, th- like that all makes sense, right? I mean, you know, you talk about like, um, you know, the guy's shooting the open shot. It's like, okay, like um, that, that'll also, you know, that'll make things easier, right. For Jalen and Jason, for one thing. And, you know, for another thing, like we've seen that Jalen and Jason will get their stats in those instances, because at the beginning of the year, Tatum was averaging 30 points a game. And like the Celtics were playing perfect offensive basketball, like making, making a disproportionate amount of threes, certainly, but also like getting a ton of open threes because they were playing perfect basketball at the start yeah. of the year, like a perfect offensive anyway. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, it's like that, that all tracks, right? Like, and, and it, uh, it, like, it certainly, there, there were definitely a lot of ways that they could have helped themselves, uh, yesterday that they just, that they just didn't. And, um, you know, and I think you see that, you see that all over the place, man. Like you see, like, it's, 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 it's like, you know, on the one hand, it's like hard to blame Jalen Brown because he was trying to do a lot because he saw Tatum go down. And on the other hand, sure. it's like, no, it's actually, but also like he was trying to do too much. And that obviously wasn't going to work by the fifth turnover. You know, maybe yeah. you could have like, like after you've got four of them, maybe at that point, that's when you start to kind of scale back and say, okay, like, let, let me, yeah. let me try to play within the flow a little bit more as opposed to trying to, you know, exert something on the, this game or, or whatever it was like, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, Put yourselves yeah. in a tough spot, man. Like, and, and, they, and they did that throughout the series. They put themselves in a tough spot by going down 3-0 and having to get to a point where right. a single a single sprained ankle is gonna probably end your season. Like, yeah, yeah, yep. They couldn't. They couldn't be like, even if they. Yeah, never mind. They, 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 it's been said. It's been said. It's been right, said. Right. It's been said. They, they shouldn't have been in that position. Yep. Um, the trying to do too much thing is part of not being on the same page. It's part 100%. of like the departure. 100%. From that, and they he did it last year. They both did it last year. Yeah. And, yep. and at this point, it's like you did it last year. This year, it, side note: Jalen Brown better get this damn message through his head. You did this last year. You came back. 
You became a second-team All-NBA player. You had a decidedly better season. And when you tried to do too much again, the same thing happened. Doesn't matter how good the season is. Doesn't matter how good you think you are. That's not what this is about. This is about playing a certain way against these defenses that can game plan for you to pick them apart, to break them down, and to find the advantage and score. You're going to score plenty. You're going to pick up plenty of opportunities. You don't have to go screaming headfirst into this wall over and over and over again, wondering why you can't break through. Dude, there's a door over there. If you all work together, you can open it. Like, just go that way. That's that's the thing. Yeah. I do like I do like that as a uh, as a metaphor of just like the Celtics are are a battering ram that's trying to like break through a metal wall and it's like just no but like yeah the door just take the door the the, the yeah. handle you could turn it put the battering ram down there, it's gonna be okay there's a, there's a Simpsons reference in there when Marge goes to become a cop and she does all the obstacle course all the the things and she goes to like climb over the wall and she, they show her struggling and they pull back and there's a door and they and they like Chief Wiggum's like. There's something like, ah, these women always have trouble with the wall. They never can sit, they never can ever seem to find the door, you know? And it's like, there's just these guys just opening it and going through. Um, but that's it. That's that in a nutshell is Jalen Brown late in games. All right. My last point here with getting on the same page is after this, the, the game ended and we're basically doing exit interviews to a man, it was, yeah, we need to get back to our defensive identity. Yeah. We need get we need to get back to defense first. We spent guys have been saying we spent so much focus on our offense this year. We needed to focus on our offense after last season, but we spent so much that we got away from our defense. This is something that you absolutely that needs to be the focus. And and we talk about same page. This team all has to be on the same page. Connectivity on defense because the one thing that I saw over and over and over again, especially in game six, was a pick and roll or an action with Jimmy Butler and two guys going with Jimmy yeah. when Caleb Martin or, or Gabe Vincent had the ball and they would just get wide open looks. Like, can we get on the same page here on how you're defending? Because, yeah, Jimmy and, and Jimmy... <laughs> Caleb Martin was robbed of the conference finals MVP. He was. Oh, I agree. That was, I mean, that was outrageous. I still can't. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying focused today. Um, if you can't figure out how to defend Jimmy Butler and the guy who's crushing you from three all series long, you got no shot. So, this to team, your point, to your point, real quick, not for nothing. This series would have been over in Game Six as a result of those exact plays because Duncan Robinson got wide open looks, oh, and at yeah. least at least one of them was exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, where it's just like oh, I'm following Jimmy. Oh shoot! Like yeah. you know, like yeah, that 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 should have ended their season before it did. It really, it really should have. Duncan yeah. Robinson was so shocked to be that open. That he literally like lurched forward, had to take that rhythm dribble. Yep, yep. Big fan of the rhythm dribble. He still <laughs> missed it, but he was so wide open that he he got spooked into like missing the shot. Um, but yeah, this this team has to know 
what they're doing. And when we say defense first, offense first, that that actually matters because I agree. Yeah. You know, as a team going in, we have to defend. And then after we're doing XYZ defensively, when we get to the other end, this is what we're doing. Versus what they, they've done all season long, which is we're gonna score, then this is how we score, and when we score, we set our defense. Yep. And and that look, Joe is smart. He's a smart basketball guy. But he relied on some numbers that work over the entirety of the regular season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The numbers bear out the things that he's been saying, but the regular season numbers bear that out. Yeah. The playoff numbers are just a mess of, you know, small sample sizes and here and there, but but it's but when you get to game plan and have a seven game series, so much of that other stuff gets thrown out the window because teams end up taking that stuff away. And it's not, it's not about executing the game plan necessarily. It's just about being connected and finding those stretches where your cohesiveness, again, for the millionth time, being on the same page creates something when the other team is like tired or a little hurt or just a little bit confused for some reason, you have little stretches in the game where you can make your runs. And if you can take advantage of those, you're going to win these series. You're going to win these games. And that's, that's it. And you know, like the beginning of the fourth quarter of game seven, that stretch, they took advantage of that stretch. Um, and they want, they, they took control of the game. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's it. The Celtics more than anything for all their talent, they spent so much time not on the same page this season that it ended up costing them. And when you talk about being on the same page just in terms of like defense first, offense first, right? Like last year, they were extremely on the same page. Like everybody top down, right? Like it was like defense, defense, defense. Starting we're gonna, in the middle of January. Yes, extremely good point. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the team that we remember from last season, which started in the middle of January, was, was very much on the same page. It was just defense, defense, defense. And like... And, and, and yeah, I mean, the, the offense probably needed some work. And that's the beautiful thing about defense first. It doesn't mean no offense. It no. means that you focus, like you still put all that attention to detail into offense. If you can do both things, then that's great. But it starts with, if it starts with defense, then that gives you the baseline of like, it's not going to get out of hand, <laughs> you know, like, like you're, you're going to be in a, like, you're going to be in a position where a good offense can then, um, can then boost you. It's, it's just like defense is so consistent. Like if you're good at defense consistently, you're you're just a consistent basketball team. If you're good at offense consistently, you're good most of the time. And then yeah. there's going to be some there can be some really costly times when you're not. And there can be a two game stretch where you go 7 for 35 from 3 and 9 from 42, was that right? 9 for 42 from whatever it was the last two games where it was just like just annihilation. This, yeah. this is this is just what like just your season's gone. And it's and it's be, you know, you couldn't make yeah. a shot. Your, your offense failed you, and you were an offense first team. So, yep, that's yep. it. When, that's when your it. offense, th that's the thing. I think maybe that's why defense first really matters the most. Yeah, because 
the defense, especially tra- on this team, especially with this roster. Yeah. Defense travels. And if the shooting goes away, the defense doesn't. And you could always bear down and you can rely on your defense yep. to get you the stops and get out in transition. Yep. And defense, defense gives you plenty of points. <laughs> defense gets you out there. Defense gets you running. And the Celtics love transition three pointers. They love them. That's how they get going so often. So getting out and running and, and creating these, these three point opportunities. Yeah. You can do that as a defense first team. Um, but they, they need to figure out who the hell they are. And that's one of the, like, that was one of the overarching kind of like conversations. I, and, and I like, I literally just said this over the, off the top of my head about who, who are they? And it reminded me of like Scalabrini over the course of the season, multiple times asking like, who are these guys? Yeah. Who are they? They need to figure out who they are. And I don't think they ever really did. I don't think they ever figured out who they really were. And it's a lot of guys with a lot of talent trying to do a lot of things on their own, but never really being together and saying, this is who the Celtics are. We have this exact identity. When I say Miami Heat, you know exactly what you're getting. You really do. When I say Boston Celtics, no one knows what you're getting. No one knew all season long what they were getting. So the number one thing before we get into collective bargaining, before we get into individual players and Jalen needs to tighten up his handle and these guys need to do blah, blah, blah. This team, Joe Missoula, Brad Stevens, the Jays, whoever is left over, that's definitely going to stay. Get in a room, sit down, hash this out. Who are we? Who are we going to be? And once you figure it out, then Brad can figure out how to build a team around these guys. Are you and are you committed to Joe Missoula? If he's the guy and you're going to put a staff together that's that's going to support this guy, then then you can figure out, okay, we need to maybe tweak this. Maybe Malcolm Brogdon needs to go and we need to bring in a certain player. Maybe Marcus Smart needs to go and you bring in a certain player. Whatever it is, like this is the time to figure it out. But you got to know right now, this summer, what are you going to be? Who are you going to be? And everybody better damn commit to whatever that is. We all have our different opinion, but commit to that thing as a team do it, do it well, and you'll be fine. That's my number one take as we head into the offseason. Um, I would say I'm on the same page. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, man. We're we're going into the offseason in a on the same page. In a we're on place. the same page. Yeah, man. Um, we're on the same page. Well, you're not gonna be on the same page as me right now because I'm getting you off this the screen. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 on the same page with that too. <laughs> See you, Tom. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Appreciate you. Again, we're rolling through this offseason with five days a week. Um, not going to lie, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to not be doing bonus podcasts. So five days a week, Monday through Friday, regular schedule, all through June, all through July. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And watch a show on YouTube. Hop into the comment section. Goodbye, Miami Heat fans. You've said all you got to say. Thank you so much. Uh, Go away until next year. Celtics fans only. Hop on in. Let's have a conversation. 
and share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.